Welcome to the Artelligence Podcast. I'm Marion Manneker, and we're going to explore the mysteries of the global art market. Next week, Heffel holds its spring sale of Canadian art in Vancouver. I spoke with David Heffel about the growing international interest in Canadian art, Steve Martin's upcoming Loren Harris show at The Hammer in Los Angeles, and the quest for a Canadian to achieve a $5 million price. I, I guess it's been several years since the uh, major auction houses' uh, Canadian branches closed. Uh, both Christie's and Sotheby's had uh, uh, Canadian uh, offices or, or entities uh, what, in the 2008, as late as then. Uh, well, Christie's uh, and uh, uh, Sotheby's started Canadian auctions in the mid-60s, around the same time. Uh, Sotheby's picked Toronto, Christie's picked uh, Montreal, uh, and uh, Christie's stopped doing Canadian sales in Canada in 1971. Uh, Sotheby's continued. Uh, But there was a brief period where uh, Christie's had maintained a presence in Toronto and and shut their, uh, I guess, their consignment office down in Toronto um, after the financial crisis for a couple of years, but it's it's up and running again now. And then you you still have one or two other small Canadian houses that hold sales, but you're the sort of dominant uh, entity in Canadian art, correct? Uh, well, we we like when we hear that. Uh, no, we uh, we have the the biggest portion of the the marketplace now. Um, our team is. Uh, is, is uh, the investments we have made both in physical facilities uh, on our digital platforms, but also uh, with the size of our human resources uh, is fairly substantial compared to our competitors in Canada. And, and I'm assuming your market share reflects that. Yes. So uh, we're anywhere between 60 to 70% uh, in recent years. I I consider that dominant. Um, yeah, we're pretty happy. That that's an auction sales. That doesn't include private sales. And, and but you do do private sales as as most auction houses uh, do. Yes. And, and have those grown as a uh, sort of sector of your business over the last uh, you know five years the way it has for uh, other auction houses? Uh, well, we we evolved out of being a private uh, commercial gallery. So uh, at one time, private sales were 100% of our sales activity. Uh, we haven't seen the momentum of growth as the bigger auction rooms in New York and London have, uh, primarily because we've always been fairly active in private sales. So you, you've got a big sale coming up, which we should probably start by, by talking about. But after that, I, I would love to get a, just a better sense of the Canadian market on both sides, you know, what the collectors are like, but also what Canadian art looks like as a, as a field, both uh, domestically in Canada and even uh, internationally, since we're beginning to see, you know, Emily Carr exhibitions in London and uh, Loren Harris um, uh, exhibitions uh, in California. Uh, 
Yeah, well, with, with the prospect of uh, greater recognition of Canadian art uh, abroad and internationally has uh, never been greater than it is today, uh, both in our historical artists. Uh, the Emily Carr Dulwich Show was a, a, a tremendous uh, uh, opportunity for exposure for Emily Carr. Prior to that, she was featured in Documenta uh, with a selection of 10 works, uh, which I believe was the she may have been the first deceased artist to have been featured in, the, in that uh, venue. Uh, the Group of Seven and Tom Thompson exhibition, which preceded uh, Emily's show at the Dulwich, was also a blockbuster in attendance and gift shop sales. Uh, and we're, we're very much looking forward to uh, Lauren Harris's reception uh, as co-curated by Steve Martin at the Hammer gallery in LA which will be traveling to Boston as well. Uh, on the contemporary venue, uh, you know, the, the Vancouver photo conceptualists, uh, artists like Jeff Wall, uh, Rodney Graham, uh, you know, have uh, achieved great success uh, outside of Canada and probably are perceived uh, more as being uh, international artists opposed to being identified as Canadian. Well, we've also seen uh, Jack Bush have very strong sales in the recent years, and I, I gather there's a, a major retrospective uh, traveling around of his work, and certainly Riappel is uh, an important international artist. Uh, to me, the question is, where's the dividing line? Is it important to you uh, that they maintain an identity as Canadian artists? Uh, either for your business or just, uh, uh, you know, for your own uh, sort of national pride? Or is it better that they become in internationally recognized uh, uh, artists? I think recognition, re recognition and uh, Canadian identity for those painters is, is very important in the, as building a foundation to the success of their career. But uh, I, I think that the world's a much smaller place today, and it's extremely important. For, from our perspective for Canadian art to uh, break through the 49th parallel uh, into the States and beyond to Europe and Asia to, uh, to achieve the recognition that, uh, that, uh, that we like to, to see it achieve. And, and our, you know, our passion's very high for Canadian art. We have some great painters, great photographers, some very great artists, and uh, it's rewarding to... Uh, to see our enthusiasm complemented by by accolades from an international now, audience. Now, now you have offices in uh, Toronto and Vancouver, um, which you know are, are two of the major centers of uh, Canadian wealth, if uh, if nothing else. Um, how much of your sales take place? Uh, within Canada and, you know, as part of breaking these artists out, uh, building a strong Canadian base, or is it reaching into an international audience and cultivating that? Well, it's a complicated question. Uh, yeah, our, our offices are, are, are national, and a lot of our sales are really ocean to ocean in Canada. Uh, but we get a, 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 a tremendous amount of, uh, a growing amount of international uh, interest, activity, and purchases. Uh, it's complex because, uh, oddly enough, uh, there's other 
things that impact uh, uh, sales that are generated and conclusion, concluded for Canadian art abroad. Uh, exposure by those artists by touring shows obviously is a great uh, introduction and method of discovery for collectors. But the, the Canadian dollar value makes a difference. Uh, a lot of uh, a number of our international sales uh, are uh, to collectors who somehow have a connection to Canada. Uh, have discovered Canadian art through visits, or they may be uh, uh, have ancestors that uh, are of Canadian descent, or they may have a spouse that's Canadian. So there's usually a seed of connection there that that then stimulates uh, a broader commitment uh, and passion and desire for for these foreigners to to own Canadian art. And once that that uh, you know, once that discovery has been made, uh, there's other variables that uh, stimulate or or uh, slow down that uh, migration of Canadian art abroad. I, I guess I was asking, you know, I, I think of um, Murray Frum, who recently died, uh, who uh, made a great deal of money as a real estate developer and was, you know, one of the more prominent uh Canadian collectors, and I presume with the number of um, of people who've made money from natural resources in in Canada, and I'm presuming also, you know, especially in Vancouver, that there's maybe a different kind of profile for a Canadian collector than than what we necessarily see uh, here in the U.S. Uh, yeah, well, it's quite quite broad demographics. I mean, uh, yeah, economic success uh, helps uh, aid the, the passion to collect art and to, to buy expensive uh, artwork. Uh, but a number of our clients come from a very variety of, uh, of industries and professions. Uh, they could be actors, uh, they could be musicians, uh, some are been extremely successful in the, the resource and the industry and, and others in real estate. Uh, uh, so that, that, that there's, um, it's really hard to, to narrow it down to any one sort of generic profile. Uh, but what, what we're really excited about right now is we're, we're getting involved uh, in a new platform, uh, uh, offering a lot of works which are now being uh, deaccessioned out of uh, corporate Canadian collections uh, that uh, are at a, a very modest value uh, for original works by, by artists such as Riappel uh, etchings, for example, uh, at, at, at entry-level prices for, for young aspiring collectors who maybe professionally haven't quite hit that home run in their, in their bank account, uh, but still have a strong passion and desire to, to, to get involved in and to collect and to be inspired by artwork. Because I'm assuming these are either, um, you know, they're accessible works by uh, uh, fairly important names or they're uh, artists who are not as prominent, uh, and so the prices are, are lower. Well, they're, they're being offered exclusively on a digital platform. There's, the, there's lim limited, but, but still, uh, uh, physical preview opportunity to view the works. Uh, in in our various offices, uh, it um, you know it's it's uh, it's a bit of a, a a big a big box transition or for from our main core business of high selling uh, 
high value historical Canadian art. Um, uh, but we're quite excited about it, and uh, it's um, you know we're finding many our, our success rates uh, in recent sales have been in 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 100 percent uh, sale rates. So uh, there's a there's a real interest, and uh, it's very accessible to a broad audience, and a lot of people are getting just as excited acquiring works for for a few hundred dollars as they are for a few hundred thousand dollars. Well, that that seems to be the unspoken uh, story in the art market the last uh, two or three years. I mean, we've had so much since the financial crisis, we've had so much focus on the masterpiece market. I mean, in part because I think everyone expected uh, the art market to disappear, and we were shocked through uh, 09 and especially in 2010 when there were these enormous sales, you know, in the $100 million territory that everyone assumed it was only A-plus works that were going to sell. But certainly it seems in a variety of different markets that there is strong undercurrent of demand at the lower end, whether it's, you know, the contemporary sales uh, or even the day sales at at the major auction houses or uh, a variety of different smaller markets that that seem to have real um, vibrancy taking place. And, and I would have, you know, started this conversation by suggesting that about the Canadian uh, art market in the broadest sense. But what you're saying is even within Canadian art, this other tier has a lot of strength and is bringing in new collectors. Very much so. And, it's, you know, it's exciting to see. Uh, uh, the ability to, to, to put a hook in the wall and hang an original work of art uh, you know, it was a great enhancement of one's life and enjoyment uh, to uh, uh, to their day-to-day activity. Uh, you know, and it's something that can be shared. So it's, uh, you know, it's 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 an important part of what we do. Um, uh, you know, value obviously drives our business model, uh, but uh, the the you know the, the the importance of the passion and desire for people to buy works of art cannot be overlooked and, and at times is priceless in in, in, in in not a billion dollar sense. Well that's so much of what we've been hoping to see in the art market. You know, at the top end there's always this crowding towards the very few names that sell for a, a an enormous and uh, inconceivable for most people amount of money. And we've all been wondering uh, will it stay confined to that realm, you know, this, these are, are competition for billionaires, or will the rest of the world find its own way in, uh, preferably in finding uh, other pockets and other names? I mean, I, so much of collecting is about the discovery, the research, the hunting for the work, uh, and finally, you know, uh, acquiring it and filling a hole in a collection that only creates yet another um, need or uh, a demand uh, to acquire so- something. Uh, and it would certainly seem that there's a lot more to do in, in these other uh, collecting fields uh, and categories, many of which are not unrelated to the the biggest names in art. I mean, I, that's, again, to sort of look at uh, some of the uh, uh, Indian art 
uh, from the 60s and 70s, uh, certainly a great deal of Canadian art to see these very uh, uh, strong color field works by Jack Bush do well. It certainly suggests that there are areas of discovery for people who are intrigued by the, um, the art world that gets all the press uh, but, but can actually accomplish something in these other uh, venues. I can agree with you more. The, the voyage of discovery is is a big part of the the enjoyment to the process, and you know I think that's part of the reason Canadian art is is gaining momentum uh, because many Canadian artists uh, are yet to be discovered by an international artist or audience, um, and uh, um, you know I think uh, I was recently uh, told third party. Uh, uh, as to uh, um, Steve Martin's interest in, in Lauren Harris, and uh, you know, a part of part of uh, his excitement towards Lauren Harris was was the the sense of discovering discovering uh, an artist that had been overlooked by by the American collecting audience that was you know literally in their backyard, but uh, uh, was 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 being seen for him with fresh. Uh, 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 excited uh, eyes of uh, for the first time. Uh, uh, and of a major league collector. I mean, it, I suppose, given what I've just said, it's important to note that Steve Martin has owned some of the very best works from some of the uh, best 20th century artists uh, sort of across the, the board. Uh, and to see him turn towards this um, uh, area and this artist uh, is is somewhat validation. I mean, he, you know, he, he's he's certainly not someone who ha- has had to say, "Well, I can't compete at that level. Uh, I have to look here." He's choosing to um, uh, renew that interest uh, uh, through uh, Loren Harris and I presume you know other uh, artists. Yeah, it's very exciting. I think uh, uh, you know he's a pioneer somewhat of a pioneer in that respect uh, at that level. And, but I, I think there's many more collectors of his caliber that uh, hopefully will uh, uh, go on the same journey of discoverment and, and uh, you know, become just as passionate about Canadian art as, as, as some of the other great 20th century masters. Well, so in this sale that you have coming up, you have, um, uh, is it four works uh, by Harris? Uh, we, we, uh, we have, yes, we have a live auction in Vancouver uh, on May uh, 27th. Uh, it's viewed on our web. We have a number of works by Lauren Harris, as well as Emily Carr and other uh, members of the Group of Seven. Uh, Carr wasn't a, a group, but a contemporary of the Group of Seven. Uh, and uh, I just have to check here to see exactly how many Harris's we do have. Uh, yes, four works, including a drawing, three oils. Typically, we have a greater volume of uh, Harris's work, but a uh, number of collectors perhaps are waiting for the uh, excitement uh, that hopefully will we'll, uh, fulfill the uh, expectations in, at the Hammer uh, Gallery. So, so it'll October. be easier for you to get consignments after the Hammer, is that what you're saying? Maybe, <laughs> you know, it's not. It's a. It's a. It's a great opportunity for a great Canadian artist to be discovered uh, uh, in the U.S. market. Um, 
and the impact uh, of that uh, we'll, we'll begin to see in October. Uh, Harris has had exhibitions uh, at the, uh, in, in the U.S. before, but uh, I think this one coming up is going to be a special one. And are there other countries where uh, there are, you know, sort of nodes of collectors of Canadian art? Uh, well, Canadian art turns up uh, in the UK. Uh, in, uh, I mean, we, we travel many, many air miles uh, to secure consignments and, 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 and Canadian art for, for our firm. Uh, a number of Canadian art shows, turns up uh, in in various spots in Europe, on, on the continent, in France, in Scandinavia. Uh, the odd work has turned up in South America it, and uh, in Australia. It, it's, it's fairly widely dispersed in the, uh, not fairly widely, but it, it's not uncommon to, to discover Canadian art in the Commonwealth countries. A little bit like uh, following the paths of the sort of oil industry. I gather, you know, there's there's Indian art in uh, Oslo uh, because of the connection through people having worked in the oil industry uh, uh, and all. Uh, perhaps, but you know, it's always it's always exciting to to get to that phone call or email from a, a faraway geographic location and uh, discover that. You know, they truly do have a long-lost, important Canadian work that uh, is being rediscovered. They, what, wasn't there one found in New Zealand uh, a few years ago? Uh, they, they, yes, they, 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 um, you know, they, they turn up in all sorts of places. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, just as collectors are uh, getting very engaged and excited about the hunt for the the next discovery uh that's a, a key component to to driving uh my brother and i and our and our larger team as a whole um to search out and discover and secure great works uh for for the d discovery also by our, by our buying collectors who uh follow our live and online auctions as well as our private sales now uh uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that this May 27th sale is going to be in Vancouver. Uh, is is that a shift? I thought you generally ran the auctions in Toronto, uh, even though you sort of have uh, uh, offices and do exhibitions in Vancouver. Uh, well, our first, uh, we began uh, our, our business in Vancouver. Uh, we do our May sales or our spring sales, uh, live sales in Vancouver. We, we tour those works prior to, to going up for auction. Uh, they're exhibited uh, and previewed in Montreal and Toronto uh, prior to being sh shown here in Vancouver and then sold. We do the reverse of that in the fall. Our fall sale in November is in Toronto. Our next sale, I believe, is November 28th, uh, and that will be preceded by previews in Vancouver and Montreal. So we really are a national firm with uh, providing services. Uh, uh, oh, I was I was just Toronto. more interested in in the growth of Vancouver these last uh, twenty years or so, uh, and then especially the commodities boom of the last uh, you know f five or eight years. Whether there have been sort of any any kind of shift towards Vancouver. 
there definitely has been. We have uh, uh, Michael Adain would be a great example. Uh, uh, very, uh, uh, very great man who, who's generated a lot of success through Polygon Homes. Uh, is, is probably one of the largest collectors in Canada. He's given away, I believe, in excess of $20 million to our cultural institutions, he's sat on the board of the Vancouver Art Gallery and the National Gallery. Uh, but he's, uh, he's uh, taken a, a monumental step. Uh, he'll be opening this November uh, 2015, a 50,000 square foot uh, museum in Whistler, BC, featuring uh, uh, his uh, predominantly his uh, very major collection of of mostly uh, BC artists Emily Carr, Robert Savitson, uh, Jeff Wall, a few Lauren Harris's, uh, as well as artists like Fred Barley. So you're getting the institutional support that um, uh, helps drive a market uh, as well. We're getting institutional support, but that institutional support's being uh, bridged and connected to very um, passionate philanthropic, uh, philanthropic uh, collectors who uh, want to share their collections with the public. So, uh, what comes after all of this? What, if you know you had anything you could uh, uh, get for your your fall sale after these May sales, uh, especially based on the success of these, uh, uh, what would it be? What what kind of work coming to market would sort of have a substantial impact on the Canadian art market? Well, the record today. Uh for Canadian artwork at auction is just over $5 million for a, a Paul Kane canvas, uh, which now is uh, part of the Ken Thompson bequest to the Art Gallery of Ontario. Uh, one of the milestones that our firm would like to achieve is we don't hold that record. Uh, we would like to uh, surpass that record. Uh, perhaps the fall will give us an opportunity with a major work that caliber to uh, to achieve a you know five million dollar plus uh, auction sale for a Canadian work of art it doesn't happen this fall. I think we're going to see that fairly soon. So, so you think it's within reach? It's something you you know should happen uh, in, in due course, as it were. You know, I think the, the building blocks are 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 are, are being put into place. Uh, you know that. The Group Seven Tom Thompson exhibition at the Dulwich, the Emily Carr show at Dulwich, the Lauren Harris exhibition uh, through Steve Martin at the Hammer, and in Boston, uh, th those are all building blocks to uh, to to help uh, introduce uh, an international level of competition to the Canadian art market. That I think is is key to the taking the value of the Canadian art market to the next level. And really making it like um, some of the other global markets, uh, a, a real facet of the global art market rather than a, a national market. It's, it's, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we need to, 
to have as many Canadian artists as possible explode or expand beyond being uh, regional uh, artists or markets regional in Canada. Well, if, having a strong international interest in collectability and activity. If Peter Doig weren't so stubbornly Scottish, or I guess he's now Caribbean, you could have claimed him as your your $20 million artist. He would have fit nicely, yes. Are, are there any other artists that we're, we're sort of overlooking that way, that, that um, you know, have that, that potential? Uh, I'm sure there are. I, um, um, none that re- come directly to mind, but uh, I mean, J- J- Jeff Wall's pretty close there. I mean, he he may in fact be the next uh, record holder beyond Paul King. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I I didn't realize that his prices had reached that level, and 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 certainly as a, a relatively young living artist, that would be. Uh, impressive as well. Uh, it would be very rewarding for us in Canada to see that level of uh, economic uh, recognition for a Canadian artist. Well, I, it, it feels like it's only a matter of time. I mean, I, again, you know, as so much money keeps pouring into the art market, there are so many artists of quality real quality who who uh, one would imagine uh, collectors would light upon uh, uh, just because you know there's there's only so many times you can sell and resell those same sort of 50 names uh, without people realizing that there's there's so much more art out there that's why I'm very excited because we don't know what's coming down who they, you know there's uh, there's some there's some some great talent in this country that, uh, you know, there's, there will be famous painters uh, in the 21st century that are Canadian whose, whose names we don't know today. And that, I think, is probably a, a perfect place to end. David, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I very much appreciate your interest in uh, our firm. Thank you for listening to the Artelligence Podcast. Visit us at artmarketmonitor.com. 